You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Animals talk to us every day in many ways, especially the animals that live with us. Have you ever wondered if your pet could speak? What would they tell us? Join pet communicator Erica Alexander as Pet Life Radio presents When Animals Speak. You'll learn how to enhance your life with your pets and expand your knowledge. When animals speak, it helps us align with intimate wisdom of animals for insight and self-knowledge. Now, step inside the mind of your pet with your host, Erica Alexander. Welcome to When Animals Speak on PetLifeRadio.com. I'm your host, Erica Alexander. We have Nick Federoff, gardening expert and animal enthusiast, sporting a foot-long beard here today to talk about poisonous plants versus edible plants for your pets. Nick is the host of two national award-winning radio shows on gardening, Nick Federoff on Gardening and the Things Green Garden Minute. Nick addresses contemporary, environmental, and biological issues. Nick is considered the most listened-to garden expert in the nation. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back with Nick. Time to communicate with our sponsors. When animals speak, we'll be right back. Does your dog have problems walking with its back legs? If so, your dog is one of 58 million dogs that suffer with problems with its rear leg. Problems such as spinal myelopathy, arthritis, and hip dysplasia. Bottoms Up Leash helps your dog walk. It's a rear support harness that has won numerous awards, such as Dog Fancy's Editor's Choice Award, as Product of the Year, and it's been featured on CBS and Good Morning America. Visit the website www.seniorpetsupplies.com. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Will your dog have a bone to pick with you tomorrow? Is your cat planning a hissy fit? Follow the dog star to Pet Life Radio for Lucky Stars. Our weekly pet horoscopes. Whether your retriever's a believer or your Pekingese disagrees, this is the place to find out what the stars hold for your favorite furry friend. So pull up a crystal ball every week with your host, international pet astrologer and earth, fire, water, and air, Dale Lucky. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. 
Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Is your pet thinking you should order that great product you just heard about? Find out now when Animal Speak is back. Hi, how you doing? Fine, how are you? I am fantastic, but you want to know something? It's going to get better. <gasps> How's that? Well, just, it just has to. <laughs> I, think you, I think if you say it enough, it's just going to happen. <laughs> and if not, if it doesn't feel like it is, just grab yourself some kind of crawly creature that has a bunch of fur on it and a hug it, and that'll make you feel better. <gasps> a f- crawly, furry feature? So that doesn't mean a cat or a dog if it's crawly. Well, you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you are listening to When Animals Speak, and we're talking to Nick Federoff. Hi. Ah, So, you think anything special we can plant for our pets? I know you can plant catnip and wheatgrass for cats. I've been told that any cat or animal can survive on wheatgrass. What do you think? Well, you know, I don't know if you want to always just limit a, uh, a you know a particular plant to a particular animal. First off, normally uh, cats and dogs and, and animals, uh, for the most part, we're going to put big old quotation marks around this. Normally, if they're going to be eating the grassy-like stuff, that it's always been my experience because they're ill. And I think what we want to make sure of is that we do have plants that are in our yard, garden, in our house, whatever the case may be, in, indoors or outdoors, that that are not poisonous for them. Of course, anything that is quote-unquote edible for humans, technically speaking, an animal can eat. So you can actually grow a menagerie of different vegetables. I mean, I know people who actually grow things like cucumbers indoors. Uh, I know people who grow lettuce indoors. You know, these types of things. And and the critters, when they end up getting into them, uh, it's not a problem for them. Because then they'll, they'll munch on it. It's good for them. You know, there's, of course, a lot of plants you got to stay away from. Normally, plants that are real milky, we stay away from those. You know, like, for instance, during the holidays, poinsettias, big plant to bring out. <laughs> yeah, we want to stay away from that because huh. it's, in, it's in the euphorbia family, and euphorbias are poisonous. Oh, that is very interesting. I never thought about growing something indoors uh, for oh, sure. pets like that. I have wheatgrass, and it is grown in doors in a in a pot but i hadn't thought of adding anything else for them to munch on oh yeah 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 you can do it as, as long as you get you know what's, what's going to happen is that the plants they'll be a little bit thinner looking normally see when you're talking wheatgrass you're talking a whole bunch of individual seeds that were planted real close to each other so that's why they look pretty well uh tight knit bound hey you know what really works good those what? chia plants that those chia you know you get a chia dog or a chia right. Yeah, yeah, those things are usually all right. <laughs> but can they eat that? Or do you just yeah. mean to buy, a, buy the chia pet and put something else on there? No, they can actually, well, they can't eat the, you know, you know, you don't want them to eat the, the clay, of course, but right. the, the plant that's coming out of it, uh, normally that plant is nothing more than alfalfa sprouts. Uh, I didn't know that. That's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. Now, I am going to mention at the end of the show you're, website is there anything about this on your site that if people go to look after the show you know i'm i'm sure there is i have a, just a bajillion things that are on there because i've been in the in the media for the last you know 20 years or so right. and 
you know, we've, uh, you know, before the internet even came about, we were, we were writing publications and books and things of that nature, and we've just taken all that stuff and made it available for the listening audience, uh, such oh, as yours, and right. they can, they can just log on and see what's, there. and if something's not there, they could always, of course, send me an email to, to nick at thingsgreen.com, and I'll be more than happy to answer whatever is on their, uh, on their minds. Is there a specific pet section so they don't have to search all over and guess? You know, I don't have it. You know, we're 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 pretty much well talking about plants and insects and pets and things. You know, so there's a whole there's a whole list there. They're going to have to filter through it, but there's nothing specific for for animals. I'm sorry. Except, I'm... For, the, yeah, except for the pterodactyl. Oh. You know, when I talk about pterodactyl and the brontosaurus and things like that, a uh-huh. special section for them. Oh, well, you need to make a special section for pets now. I'm making you do some extra work. Put oh, this well. on your honey to-do list. Okay, I'll definitely do that then. So that my <laughs> clients and listeners can just jump on and say, hey, okay. You know, they'll love you for that. Fair enough. You know, uh, what is your take on diatinaceous earth for flea control in yards? Oh, you're kidding. No, not good. Really? Yes. Diatinaceous no. earth? Yeah, right. let me tell you, just pulling your leg here. Oh. <laughs> Very interesting substance. We're going to call it a substance at this point because it is made up of what we call ground diatoms. Diatoms are uh, seashells, in particular prehistoric seashells. They, they actually take this, there, there are areas across the world where at one time it was all underwater, and when the water went bye-bye, it left behind just millions and millions of years uh, worth of seashells. And huh. these companies take, they harvest these shells, and then they grind them up into a powder. Now, what happens is that when you look at them with your hands and your eyes and you touch and you feel it, it doesn't mean anything. However, if you were to take and you were to put it underneath the microscope, you're going to find out that they are razor sharp. Huh. So if we were to use, in fact, let me tell you how safe diatomaceous earth really is. Diatomaceous earth has been used since the beginning of time, or maybe not since the beginning of time as much as since the beginning as, as the first swimming pool that needed a filter system to it. Because filter systems to this day use diatomaceous earth. Not all of them, but many of them do. But isn't there two different, isn't one food grade, and then if we're mentioning diatomaceous earth and pools, people might go to their local store and get it. Doesn't that have chemicals for the pool and would be dangerous to the pets? No, diatomaceous earth should be diatomaceous earth. you got to remember this is still a buyer beware market, and whatever you do, you still have to read the ingredients that are on the package, see what's inside of it, and if there's look, looks like there's anything other than, than diatomaceous earth, you don't buy it. You know, you can get diatomaceous earth at your local nursery and garden center, hardware store. You can get it at the supermarket, you know, so it, it's, and it's available well, that, under a lot of different, different names and companies. That's true, but I've bought it, and it, and some of it has chemicals in it because you throw it in the pool where the, what I purchase is from a feed store. Okay. So that they can feed it to the animals uh, sure. in their grain. Or I wanted to kind of explain why I, I'm even mentioning diatomaceous earth because you can uh, put that powder on your lawn and it's a uh, can kill the fleas in your yard. So it's a flea control, natural flea control instead of pesticides and chemicals. As well, it is a um, it also controls snails, slugs, and snails too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of critters. 
uh, well, I don't say critters in this particular instance, but there, <laughs> there are a lot of a lot of different pests and insects that diatomaceous earth will work on. So what happens here is that when when uh, for snails, when they crawl over it, they end up cutting themselves up. Remember, I said that it was razor sharp. That's they right. Cut themselves up. Well, when it comes to uh, the uh, it comes to the fleas, what happens is that they ingest it and then it cuts them up from the inside. Oh, I thought it dried them up and then they, you know. Yeah, that, that's what it would do. So it's a really, it's really interesting. It's it a is very interesting. interesting way of approaching and taking care of your pets. You know, when I when I talk on my radio shows, we try to do whatever we can naturally as possible first. We don't want to start bringing any kind of chemicals. We don't want to start, you know, nuking our houses and stuff because, because we are much more tolerant tolerant to chemicals than pets could be. Very good you know, point. You know, so therefore, you know, we can take and we could. Uh, I'll give you a good example. When you're talking about dander shampoos, you know, there's there's chemicals in there for for your for taking care of that dandruff. If you were to take that kind of stuff and you were to put it on your pet, you can you can just have big time problems. So we just don't even want to go in that area. Great example. Yeah. So that's basic, basically what we're talking about here. That was wonderful. Thank you. That was so informative and interesting. And I hope more of the listeners go out and start growing healthy, good things for their pets. That would be a nice idea. And if they wanted to get a hold of me again, they can do so via email to nickatthingsgreen.com. Or you can call 24-7. I actually have a hotline that, that anybody can call. Oh. 24-7, you call one 800 405-NICK, that's 1-800-405-6425, and you can leave a name and telephone number, and we'll get back to you. How does that sound? Thank you. It was a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you. All right, and remember, green side up. Oh. <laughs> Welcome, Kim. Thank you for calling When Animals Speak. Hi, Erica. Uh, say, I'm, I would like to ask you about my kitty. She's four years old, gray, short hair, and uh, nothing in particular, but I'd like to give her a voice and find out what she might have to tell me. Hmm. She says there's nothing that pressing. She doesn't have any medical problems to talk to you about, anything serious. She said you take great care of her and you that you do everything that you can for her. She said she likes the food you give her, the attention, you take care of her, you groom her. At night when you come home from work, you sit there and take time with her and pet her. Do you put her on your lap a lot or does she get on your lap a lot? Uh, she's not too much of a lap cat. She likes me to go out in the grove and pick her grass. Oh, that's definitely paying attention. She She's quite aware that you pay special attention and uh, to her, and I would say by doing that, you are. I, I haven't had anyone uh, say that they do that. That's awfully nice. Uh, you said you go out and pick grass yeah. for her? Have yeah. you ever tried, uh, I grow wheatgrass for mine that has a lot of vitamins. I have a, a planter in the house and I grow the wheatgrass. He it doesn't like it. has to have oh, a nap. Oh, it, oh, huh. Yeah. So you go the actual grass outside? Yes. Oh, I think that is great. She goes to the clump she wants and then I pick it for her. She oh, me what she <laughs> that's great! So she so she looks at the energy and see what's a a good 
clean area of grass. Yeah. I think that's wonderful that you do that. Hmm. Okay, well, she, like I said, she didn't have anything particular. She's, she's happy. But it she's is. Lonely? No, she's not lonely. She says she isn't lonely because, uh, that you had other animals at various times and they're all gone and so you're paying more attention to her now. And mm. she knows that you're going above and beyond by picking that grass. So that's pretty good. Not, you know, I, I appreciate you calling and I want to thank you for coming on the show because it isn't all about everyone calling me with problems. I have an issue. They won't use the litter box or the dog (laughs) does this or that or, you know, it's also about bonding and wanting to see what, what you can do for the pets. They don't also always have a chance to have a voice. So thank you. Okay, thanks, Erica. You're welcome. I would like to talk a little about wheatgrass since grass was mentioned. As a pet's guardian, you can easily plant a small indoor garden on the highest quality organic grass. Your pets can graze at will. Wheatgrass is not just for pets. We can also benefit from eating wheatgrass. Grass contains a higher concentration of enzymes, antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, and amino acids than almost any other food. Most outdoor grass is of little nutritional value and is possibly unsafe due to chemical fertilizers or pesticides. And wheatgrass has the highest concentration of any other species of grass. Pets instinctively seek out grass to maintain health or recover from an injury. The nutrition content of hard wheat berries was higher than in any of the 5,000 other species of grass studied, and it does not require elaborate effort or even a green thumb. I have wheatgrass growing in a small indoor pot year-round for my cats to access and also for myself. It's very inexpensive if you grow it yourself. Be fearless. Throw some in your salads. We'll be right back after these messages to see what animals say when they speak. Time to communicate with our sponsors. When animals speak, we'll be right back. Fluff your feathers, roll out your tongue, shine your fins, snap on your leashes, and grab your human. It's the Louisville Pet Lovers Expo. Two full days of pet-tastic fun that no pet lover should miss. Join us for shopping, the Barks and Couture Fashion Show, Dream Pet Wedding, Ultimate Pet Makeover, Pet Communicator, Rescue Me Pet Adoption, Service Dog Demonstration, and tons of fun contests. Bring your pets and join us at the Louisville Pet Lovers Expo, Saturday, September 27th, and Sunday, September September 28th at the Kentucky Expo Center. For more information, go to LouisvillePetExpo.com. Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts, put your seatbacks and sleeping pets in their full upright position, and prepare for takeoff. Pet Life Radio presents Travel Tales, the show where you'll get great travel ideas on perfect places for you and your pet. From Paris to paradise, south of the border to the South Seas, Travel Tales will give you cool tips on fun vacation destinations to travel with your pet, pet-friendly hotels, and advice on how to travel safely and happily with your furry best friends. So, get ready to pack the bags and the bones with your Travel Tales hosts, Susan Sims and Nicholas Veslowski, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. 
Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Is your pet thinking you should order that great product you just heard about? Find out now when Animal Speak is back. Hello, Marlene. Welcome to the show. I understand we're going to be speaking to Bella. Uh Uh-huh. Well, welcome. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm fine. How are you? Oh, good. What would you like to ask Bella? I just don't don't understand what issue she has with her barking. She uh, has issues with different noises. Mm-hmm. That, that uh, for instance, when the heater comes on or the air conditioner comes on, uh, we have the, the four-stair unit in the hallway. As soon as she hears the click, she has to race down the hall and stand and snarl and bark and whimper at the closet doors. It annoys her. Coming from the doors, letting her look inside, show her there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem to help. It annoys her. It annoys her. The noise, um, it, it annoys her. And anything that, that clicks. For some reason the uh, stove, the gas on the stove, um, it makes the clicking noise. She will stand and bark at that. Then it falls into place that, anno- that it's annoying her. She says it annoys her a great deal. It just grates on her nerves. Most people yes. think... Like like you do that, oh, they're trying to protect me or they think that there's someone there. And that's why you open the door to say that you're showing that no one's there. But that's not always the case. Dogs will bark if they're bored, if they feel they want to protect you and alert you to something or if they hear noises or uh, something annoys them. And, and then what it looks like is it, it just annoys her for some reason. Not that those sounds that you're talking about are that high pitched that it's whole, so high pitched it annoys her. It's just the clicking period. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if if before we had her, we got her when she was about six months old, and she actually uh, ended up in our yard. We found her, and I attempted to find a home for her, and she wasn't claimed. And I just wondered if she'd been abused. She was very, uh, very mild, very. Um, you know, when when she first came to us, very timid. Uh, she flinched if we went to pet her, um, things like that. And I wondered if maybe she had been, you know, abused in some way or some sort of noise had teased her. I uh, think... She, she's better now, but... I think uh, I, that what I see is she previously lived with a male who was very much into training and strict. And he had some type of clicker to try and train her or to use when he was uh, using commands and so she associates it with that she didn't like it not that she didn't care for the previous owner she she just felt he he was too strong and a little bit hard on her at times she she would have preferred to be a little more relaxed and and not live with someone that's so strict yeah, and she finds very, you uh, to be that way you know you're not hard on her loyal. yes um, of course, she barks when she sees people walk by the house, which is probably a normal dog thing. She barks at the mailman. Right. Um, but she barks at birds in the backyard. She barks at my dog's cat when it's up on the balcony upstairs. But no, it's just it's just alerting. You know, it's just, it's just 
just well, I can hard. understand that the clicking makes you wonder because yeah. it, it's not just one thing that clicks. You have a few things that click, so it makes you wonder. Right. But the rest of it is, of course, natural dog behavior. Yeah. And so, you know, I've heard of people using the clicker, and and uh, I always wondered about that. Maybe that's, that has something to do with it. I think so. I'm off to see how my garden is growing, but before I do, I'd like to thank all my guests. You will find a picture of Nick sporting a foot-long beard, long enough to hide birds and small animals at thingsgreen.com. Marlene mentioned she found a lost dog in her yard. I can do present time readings and have extensive information for you on my website if you have lost or found a pet. If you'd like transcripts of this show, go to PetLifeRadio.com and click on When Animals Speak. If you would like a consultation of your own, contact me at WhenAnimalsSpeak.org. Warm wishes and purrs to you. Animals talk to us every day in many ways, especially the animals that live with us. Have you ever wondered if your pet could speak? What would they tell us? Join pet communicator Erica Alexander as Pet Life Radio presents When Animals Speak. Step inside the mind of your pet on When Animals Speak. Every week on demand in iTunes and on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>